What is happening, guys? Welcome back. Another episode of the Off Track Experience. On this episode of the podcast, I sit down with my teammate, the Italian stallion Dominic De Coco. He's not actually Italian, he's actually French, but Eddie Mars has decided to call him Dominic De Coco from the Inglorious Bastards movie, and it is definitely stuck, and he's definitely running with it because it is now his Instagram handle. So, Dominic De Coco, aka Dylan Levesque, is on the podcast. So, I've been teammates with him for the last two years. And getting to know him, just an absolute legend of a person, super down-to-earth, super friendly, really funny, just really fun guy to be around. I've been talking about doing a podcast for a while. He was a little bit nervous just for the fact that he's French and doing a podcast can be a bit daunting in itself, let alone doing a podcast in a different language. So definitely feel for him to actually come on and do it. And he's a bit quiet at the start, but as we get into it, he gets more comfortable and it's a really good podcast and... I'm pretty proud that he can come and sit down and do a podcast in different language. So hats off to him. But we talk about him getting into racing, him being a truck driver before he got into being a professional athlete and growing up racing with the Perion brothers and yeah, a lot of different things. But I think it's a really insightful thing and I reckon you guys are going to enjoy this one. Now, before we get into it, I think you guys need to go out there and I think you guys need to change up your supplement routine and get some athletic greens in your life. I'm traveling at the moment. I got little travel satchels. Heaven pretty much every morning, trying to replace coffee, trying to replace them with coffee and trying to like cut back on the caffeine a little bit. They've been really good. Come in these little pouches you can travel with, travel with, put them in water, mix them up, you're good to go. Now, Athletic Greens are actually giving away a free one free year supply of vitamin D and five of those travel packs. All you need to do is jump on athleticgreens.com slash off track. That's athleticgreens.com slash off track. Go on there, follow the links. Follow the prompts and you can get yourself some free stuff and try Athletic Greens out. I'm sure you guys will like it as much as I like it. So, yeah, enjoy the podcast and, yeah, see you guys. We'll be okay. You're going to hear, you'll hear some road noise. We're next to a road. We're in the, we're in the middle of nowhere. But we'll be okay. We're Dylan Levesque here at Valdesol. Why do we call you Dylan DeCoco? First off. It's your fault. It's Eddie Master's yeah. fault, but... Ah, yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, at the beginning, didn't know why. But it is what it is now. It's Dylan the Coco. <laughs> so, let's do it. But you obviously like it because it's your Instagram yeah, name Yeah, sounds now. good. It's funny. It's like better? It. It's new. It's, would new you, is better. Are you going to get the Coco on the back of your... The back of your jersey? Oh, maybe, yeah. We'll see, but... <laughs> you were going to get in the back of your helmet, though, weren't you? I'm not sure everyone would be keen of that, but... <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Would you be keen? That's yeah, the... sure. Right, hang on a sec. I'm just going to... Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm blowing it. No, but do you know? Do you actually know the reason where it, it started from? Dylan DeCoco? From Inglourious Bastards, the movie. Yeah. From Dominic. Dominic himself. Are you going to channel some of that energy this weekend now that we're in Italy? Oh, yeah, it's the hometown of Dominic, so maybe the Coco will be uh, fire this weekend. <laughs> so the inner the Ital- Stargate. The inner Italian. <laughs> Can you please move your hands like this in the Stargate? <laughs> if uh, we can maybe make a deal. You make a deal? Yeah. Um, if I do the semi in the top 10. Yeah. We get that for Before finals. Before the final. 
15 minutes to drop. The hands, are, the hands are going to be moving. Yeah. What, what, in return, what do I have to do? Because uh, you get to Coco, I get Mykonos, but I don't think they do anything in Mykonos. In Mykonos, it's only the party, you know, the party <laughs> and the sunset. So I've got to scull a beer before yeah. my run. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Fair deal. All right, I'm going to ask you to do I'm going to go back a fair way. Before, when you got into racing, what was it like with your, because your dad, he races road bikes? Road motorbikes. Road motorbikes. So growing up, was was that part of your life? Like racing was a part of your life when you were growing up? Yeah, as soon as I was chilled, chilled um, I started by doing motorbike in the garden of my grandparents mm. so and um, yeah I directly liked that and um, going straight to the little category with mini bike so did a lot of off-road until 10 years old and then switch to the mountain bike because many of reasons it was easier in my hometown mm. uh, less time to go to race and um, yeah I decided to change my direction and I'm happy about that now because I realized my dream to be pro downhill rider mm. and um, yeah but I think motorbike is a really start of everything in my life. Were you doing really well when you were racing? Oh like a national level not a international level. But still like pretty good in that. Yeah it was not too bad. Not it was not too bad. Yeah. You're not going to be, okay, Dylan's going to be modest, but we went to Dornoland and there was, do you remember the guy? There was a moto. I was Gianluca Fascetti. Fascetti was out and Dylan was hanging with him for most of the laps and then he actually crashed, fell over, Dylan went past and he got up and, <laughs> and he, he I, caught I, you eventually, didn't he? But it took him a long time. A long like time. Three laps. Yeah, but it was longer than I it was, was giving than, everything. <laughs> it was more than three laps, though. I don't remember so well, but yeah, I was watching. Yeah, yeah. with the 450 it was pretty easy in Donaldland. Mm. But you you only raced until only at ten I stopped. The year I stopped motorbike, uh, the year after I started racing mountain bike straight away. Yeah. And did you want to stop, or did your parents? Was it because of your parents? Everyone was okay with the decision. Like yeah. it's. A family decision yeah like I'm having fun doing mountain bike mm. why staying at motorbike let's go yeah we sell all the bike the motorbike were you and sad to stop or you do fine not so much because when I stopped I was really up, not upset but yeah I was I need a, a change yeah I was a bit boring to go to the same motor track training and repeat that mm. and yeah I uh, I was loving taking my mountain bike and discover all the the spot around my hometown and it motiv it motivated me really a lot mm. so you just need a change and something yeah. new something different yeah. I love the change did you think as well the people like racing motocross people aren't really friendly like like they're friendly but like when you race obviously the people you race oh, against it's not really friendly <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a lot different than mountain bike and maybe that's why I prefer mountain bike field mm. because in motorbike yeah it's a war because mm. you are in 
concurrence mm. just side by side so you have to be the bad guy did if you, you have want any, to be in front did you have any big battles with anyone as a kid like any rivals or really tough races with people I didn't remember super well the name of the guy but yeah, yeah every race was the same rider and try to be the same rider yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah but it was cool but it was a bit stressful yeah mentally battling yeah mentally and I'm not loving this part of the of the game yeah I prefer chilling like when you are on a mountain bike uh, paddock it's easy it's relaxed yeah, yeah. everyone is friend mm. and you just battling against the clock so Did normally you, no big uh, rival yeah yeah did your parents try and like did they push you into racing or did they not really mind <laughs> they don't really mind honestly if it was me I was racing because I love this I, I love racing on every, on anything like racing if I uh, going run with my father racing if I'm going to the cart with my friends love racing you're just competitive yeah I like it <laughs> and you've always been like that oh yes yeah, since the beginning yeah yeah do you have brothers and sisters I have a little sister who is doing horse yeah do you find when she like were you competing with her when you were young and not that not now not but, now but yeah. when you were kids though when you were younger not rivals honestly I didn't compete with my uh, my uh, sister what about friends when you were younger like because oh. I know brothers and like sisters and stuff when they're younger they compete no we, no it was not like that with uh, my sister but with my friend yeah we compete all the time like with uh, Rudy Marin's brother yeah we spent a lot of time on the bike and it was not a competition but we when we are on the spot and he tried to open a, a gap or something like that mm. I want to do this after and we can we was able to do like 15 times the same corner to try to be the fastest the on, best, the, yeah. on 10 meter yeah and I think it's why uh, we improve a lot of uh, our skill mm. and maybe being a good technical rider because you just kept repeat, repeat, repeat. <sighs> was, yeah, was mad. So sometimes my mother called me at uh, 7 p.m. Like, the dinner is ready. Where are you? Are we still in the middle of the forest trying to catch this fucking corner? <laughs> yeah, like one up, one up, one yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you like one of the younger ones? Like, because Rudy's a bit older. Were you one of the younger riders? Yeah, in the in my group, I was the younger one. Mm. Do you think that helps though, being the younger one? Uh, I, think, I think so because I always want to do like the Be the big brother. Yeah. So it helped me a lot, and it was a really good example mm. because they was the best, one of the best uh, French downhill rider at the moment. So mm. at this moment, and yeah, it was super cool. When was this? Like what? What years? Like years with this? Was to 11 to 16, 17. Yeah. Because uh, Rudy Kabaru, he was doing really well. I oh, think yeah. In it was, 2017 uh, was, he was a really good He was battling with Loic, Loris, mm. and he did top 10 in World Cup. Yeah. He, 
it was not French champs, but this war, with this uh, French champ, I think, mm. behind Loic. Yeah. So it was good. So he was pushing you properly. Oh yeah. Hey. And Mark the, oh, I don't know to say in English, cousin. Cousin, yeah. Cousin. Cousin, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was super good. We we had we I'm like one and a half hour to Pierron house, mm. which back in the day we spent a lot of times together, doing motorbike and downhill uh, bike, and I think every this situation helps you to to progress because you're all growing up together, yeah, racing and riding together, yeah. So you were quite close with the Pierron brothers. Yeah. Piron brothers. When we was privateer we we went to the first World Cup together with Amory father, my father. And yeah, it was a mess. The friendship privateer coming in I remember here we went together. And do you remember the year? <sighs> no. But twenty twelve, twenty thirteen around there. We was junior I think. No, maybe junior first year had it. Oh, f- probably around 2013, 14, 15, maybe 15. Yeah, but we was not good. No way. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. We was in the third uh, paper of the... <laughs> the third page. <laughs> yeah, 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 third yeah. page. <laughs> yeah. Do but you, time, te- time change. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think it's crazy? Because w- we were looking back at old results. And I saw, like, the year I did really well here, Amory yeah, I mean, was, like, 30th or something. Or 20, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It shows you to not give up, though, hey? Yeah. Keep trying. Oh, yeah. And Amory is the best for that. Mm. You really know, you really trust him, uh, trust uh, himself. Yeah. And, yeah, he is now one of the best. Even back then, when he started, did he still have that same mentality, that feeling that he was... Amory or, yeah. me, or me? Bo- both. I think Amory more. More so. Yeah. Me, I was a bit... I was doing this because it was cool, mm. but never done the step to being professional. Mm. So I I never put all the balls in the same. Mm. Well, you told me you were just doing it because it was fun and it was chilled and you would come to these places with your friends and you never... You kind of never felt like you this was going to be like a professional thing. Yeah. You're just doing it for fun, yeah. more or less. Yeah. And because you were driving trucks at the same time, you were a truck driver when you were yeah when you started. Was, yeah, it was in at 19 years old. Yeah. Started working with my father in the truck uh, company of my father. So it made a big change for me because I was so busy to work and I just doing downhill for fun mm. and yeah was cool when I think about but was impossible to do better than I did because I was so busy <laughs> working on the day training on the night sleeping repeat going to the race no holidays but you were saying back then as well you were enjoying it yeah, a it was lot. cool because I was so busy and I love it being busy. Yeah. But it's super uh, energy. Yeah, you, it's a lot of energy to do yeah. that, yeah. But you were saying you almost had more fun at the races back when you were a truck driver and racing and doing everything. And then obviously you got the factory deal with Scott. 
and you said it was like more pressure, more people, more eyes, and it's like you always kind of miss the the old busy days of just running around and not having that pressure. I I think it's it's not more pleasure because today when I'm on my on my bike, I have a lot of pleasure. Since, uh, the same pleasure than when I was truck driver, mm. and it's not the pressure because I think uh, I how to say if I do everything well, I can have pressure because I done everything I can. You did your best, and yeah. normally my best is normally pretty good. So if I didn't crash or didn't have a problem. It's normally a good result, so I have no pressure with that, but maybe you realize, yeah, it's a different life. Like, you have to... Your work is to be ready to the race, and when I was truck driver, if I wasn't ready, it was not a problem. Mm. I just go to the race, did my best, but if I'm just too tired of the work of the week I don't care but now you have to think to be really well on the race week and it changed a bit your way of life I think do you think it's from pressure like you said there's not much pressure but you don't want to let Scott down Patrice like Jean-Jacques there's more people Counting yeah, on a you. lot of people work for you, so you have to to be there at the good moment. But I didn't feel this pressure, honestly. Mm. I didn't feel this pressure because I think the big pressure I put it's me on myself, you know. Mm. And it's like internal pressure, not external yeah, pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if I if I'm here, if I'm provider, if I'm racing World Cup is to do my best and to do really well so it's only me put pressure on myself mm. and did you ever think you would get a world cup deal like a proper ride was that something that you expected or you was it almost a shock in a way when it happened mm, i was thinking this life will be a bit different honestly uh, in a good way or a bit like uh, or just some, different uh, yes different just because different. I I was thinking yeah uh, how to say um, I was thinking it will be more easier to adapt of, of his life mm. because it's not um, the life in the team but it's the whole life like you have different. Uh, um, I was used to have a normal life with mm. uh, work hour like normal guy, mm. and have a normal um, life with friend. Mm. You know, and uh, when you switch to pro athlete, you have to maybe do some decision and. Uh, you see less people you have a no you you don't have a normal life and it's i think for me the the hardest parts of the work to not enjoy some moment because you are busy to train or you have to rest or you are not there mm. 
and uh, you miss the birthday of your best friend and you miss uh, the wedding of uh, some of a friend and it's uh, it's not a big deal but when you add everything it's not the the best life you have to make some uh, uh, sacrifices yeah. yeah sacrifices and yeah it it is what it is but at the end uh, I work a lot for this life and now I'm living this life so I'm trying to did my to do my best to uh, have no regrets and reach my my goals mm. it's hard though. a lot of people don't see that side of it or they don't even think about that side oh, of sure. it oh sure everyone yeah in my hometown everyone say since the first time I I seen the deal with Scott everyone was happy and yes it's easy uh, I'm now doing what I want to do but they didn't realize they just say to me oh it's a it's a good life you didn't work mm. you have plenty of time but they didn't realize the sacrifice and uh, yeah sometimes it's hard to have to uh, how to say not switch back but do sacrifice and not going to a party mm. because you have to train on the next morning and it's nothing but you separate yourself yeah from everyone yeah in a way yeah at the beginning of uh, the first year i was really i i was really done that like i was ultra motivated to come ready for my first year and uh, i did a big winter and uh, i was super focused to to set up my new scot and uh, everything around was just far away yeah and i realized uh, at the end of the first year that it's not durable if i do that <laughs> because i i'm start to be really single and uh, it's not good for the health of the mind and uh, mm. everything so i try to go a bit back and uh, have time to work have time to have a normal life Mm. and uh, I think it's uh, the hardest compromise to do but the balance is uh, mandatory to how to say I continue doing it yeah, yeah to continue in a long time yeah because otherwise you see a lot of people burn out yeah and you see it a lot in motocross where people they retire when they're 23 24 25 Yeah. And they've won a lot of championships. And yeah, and before that I was not I was a kind of guy say fuck, he's retiring, he's 24 years old. Mm. He's super hilly. Yeah. He have plenty of years to to do better. Mm. But now I'm fully understand and there is no edges to retire. Yeah. You retire when you're done with what you do so mm. I think yeah we'll, just, we'll let we'll oh, let the, the train the train the train the yeah. train go by but I think that's that's something that I didn't expect when I first 
signed a proper contract yeah. for money because I raced for two years for Da Vinci. It wasn't getting paid anything, so I was still working. Yeah. And I loved it. Like you said, you're busy. Yeah. Like I'd get up, I'd work. Yeah. I'd finish at 3 p.m. I'd go get on my bike and train. And it was cool. It was fun. You were excited to go train. Yeah. Because you didn't, it was better than working. Yeah. And you got to see your friends at work, work colleagues, different people. You lived a normal life. And then as soon as you get paid to ride, everyone else is at work. You're by yourself. You go for a ride by yourself. You go to the gym by yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's you, tough. You explain that better than me, but it's no, because it's my English is here. No, no, it was good, man. It was good, but uh, yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, that's why I, I, I'm not, uh, how to say Yeah, I, I really think if you find the good balance, you can be an athlete for a long time, like an Inno Shutter, stuff like that, mm. with a 20 years old career. But if you don't find this balance and if you do everything by yourself, it starts to be a big job. Mm. And you start to lose the pleasure to ride your bike and I think it's not good. And you feel like you've found more of a balance this season? I try. I try. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, it's hard because it, it's not happen like this, you know. Mm. When you do one year single training by yourself and uh, being super far off your friend and everyone. Mm. But I think I'm on a good way. I'm sure I'm on a good way. And uh, we'll see. Now we are busy to race, so it's easy to didn't think about that. So the beginning of the season is not so bad. It's pretty good. So I think I... I try to find the balance. I start to find the balance. To make it all work together. Because yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if you want to talk about this, we don't have to if you don't want to, but last year in Andorra, yeah. you said you just you couldn't sleep, you didn't want to be there, you didn't feel good, just nothing yeah. seemed right. And at that point, it's like you'd rather do anything but that. Yeah, that honestly, if that's uh, the week change my yeah my life I think in Andorra mm. I I don't know why and uh, I don't know why there and at this time because nothing special happened but yeah impossible to uh, to fall asleep and being so nervous so tired and have to race and uh, that's at this time I realized It's not simple. <laughs> you have to deal with your problems, your personal problems. And uh, when you have to commit yourself at the highest level, everything has to be balanced. And uh, as soon as you have this balance, it starts to be really hard to, to be positive and 
to be good at what you have to to be. Mm. And did you? How did you feel like you dealt with that? Because obviously the rest of the season went better, but it was something that kind of kind of came on the paper it. went really better. But in the mind, it was. But still in the mind was a full battle because I didn't know what happened. Mm. And honestly, I continue to try to know because I didn't know for now. Mm. But I just, uh, I'm just trying to live with that and uh, to find the good balance to be good in my normal life that uh, I was before when I work and uh, in my athlete life. Mm. So. It's not a big deal, but you have to to think about and try to to make some adjustment. And uh, it's funny as well because talking to more athletes in the paddock, like everyone seems to deal with it. Yeah. But no one talks yeah, about it. Everyone's yeah, kind of no one talks. And if you just take a look on the social networks. Everyone has uh, a happy life. Everything is beautiful. Uh, my bike is the best. Uh, I'm super strong, and uh, the sun is out. But pff, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, Everyone your... have problem, I think, and uh, it's uh, yeah. Like if you just talk about the uh, problem of sleep, I think a lot of rider or a lot of athlete have this kind of problem on a race week, mm. and so. Nobody talk about that because I think it's like you are uh, fragile. Not fragile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fragile. are like yeah. You are like a. You don't want to seem weak. Yeah. You don't want to show weakness. Yeah, but we all everyone. I think uh, everyone is a human, so it's not normal. But you can have some problems mm. and try to figure out to be after not a better person but uh, to be better mm. and deal with the stress that it puts you through because it can be quite stressful <laughs> like Fuck. I was going to ask you like what was it like racing the world championships in Leger oh with, my god <laughs> with, the, with the nerves and everything it was the best week of my life and the worst at the same time <laughs> <laughs> my emotion was super high all the week and uh, I was there I was rider but at the same time I was spectator of these crazy weeks all the French supporters come to support us and uh, normally when you're a French rider uh, it's hard to to be uh, viral because we have plenty of good riders like Laurie, Laurie, Samori and uh, if you are in the second row of the French rider it's sometimes hard to exist in mm. France and this week I was, as soon as you have the French jersey it's changed you are not the same as Laurie or Samori but you are from the French team and Everyone want to... You feel it. Yeah, feel and it. you feel it. When you stop on the training, everyone was talking to you. Oh, yeah, it was super cool. 
and honestly riding my bike fast there was a big deal <laughs> because my mind wasn't absolutely focused I was thinking it was focused but yeah was hard I was not prepped for that I think for the extra pressure yeah. of race yeah and for this event mm. honestly uh, if you, we talk about the final run and uh, when I when I go up with a lift and I see all these people and realize I'm here in Niger mm. in the French team in the French team with the best rider in the world I was just talk to be there yeah and I just say to myself let's go it's just one run enjoy it and uh, do uh, like if it's a rock up mm. but it, it's impossible you can do that <laughs> and I remember when I was at the top it was super long I was to start my my uh, uh, not wake up my um, warm up warm up routine to start to be in the in and it was a bit hilly so I was come on was walking seeing all the people training and yeah it was long and as soon as uh, as I start my run honestly everything was kind of normal but didn't feel myself on the bike mm -hmm. I think the long week of emotion take me a lot of energy and I was just absolutely toasted at the end. Just from being on such a high for, yeah. for so long. But I'm so happy to to have lived that. What was the feeling like in your actual race run? Because I know for me it was so loud, but wearing a French jersey... <sighs> Honestly, it was from top to bottom. <laughs> a big, big, big uh, sound. Like, <sighs> Did it not seem real? Yeah, not real. And the last motorway, oh my god! It was. I have a picture. I can send you the picture. Yeah. With all the public. Yeah. And when I cross the finish line, I, I I just take a look back and see all these people. It was fuck yeah. It's just, I'm super sad about my run, but it's I'm, still just happy to. Yeah. yeah. And seeing after the the race. I was just super proud to be French and uh, super proud of Loric, Amory, Loris because you know the pressure that they would have felt. I know the pressure and I know they are just machine. They are the best because mm. at, they are they did pretty pretty good at the right moment mm. and for me it's a. Uh, it is that to be the best. It's mm. not riding a bike fast. It's you are here when you need to be here. Yeah. And yeah, just congrats. Uh, and that's something I think Loic is the master at doing. Uh, it's a big boss. It's a super brunny. You know? <laughs> it's real, yeah. Yeah. But I saw him. I think he was. He won every split. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I won, think so. Won every split. And maybe not the first one. Maybe not the first. Oh no! I think from the from then on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, was incredible. But imagine, like I always think about, like, imagine the noise because obviously it'd be loud for you for him. That would give you so much energy, but it could also put you yeah, off. Yeah, but I think for me, 
all this noise don't give me energy maybe give me some stress and some happiness yeah but not uh, an energy to be better yeah because i'm not used to that i think used to be under the radar yeah and i think when you're french it's pretty tough with all this french uh fast guy why do you say it's tough because you are always uh Uh, I don't know how to say, but if you come from uh, another country, uh, you can maybe have uh, better support from the supporter of your country. The fans. And, and yeah, it. and it's normal when you're French, but the, fr- the fans are for Loic, Hamray, Loris, Benoit. And it's normal because they are the best riders of the world. Mm. So you can be in the top 20, top 15, top 10. Mm. You're still a bit step back of that. Of where they are. Yeah. So you feel like because you're, you can still do really well, but there's still such a big gap between yeah. if you're getting 15th and 5th. Yeah. yeah. And people know, know who you are. But... It's at, the same, it's at the same time super cool because it's a... Uh, how does that mentally affect you? Like, how does that... What are you thinking when you, you're seeing these guys do well but you're... Do you feel more pressure to do better or do you feel like that's just the way it is? Not pressure. I just try to... to be super... Um, how to say... I try to look what they do to mm. do like this mm. and I just try to not do the same but to find some little tips mm. to be better I just fi- I find I'm, I, I'm, I'm not jealous I'm just super it's not happy I'm just super like fan yeah. you know fan and friend at the same time but because they managed to to put all the level uh, super high mm. and that's why they are on the top I just find it I find it interesting because you said it's hard because they're all so far ahead and they're the guys to beat And but then you said when you went to Leger and you wore the jersey you felt more like them but you said that made you feel more pressure as well yeah so it's like but I either way you go it's, yeah. a different, it's a different pressure but it's, it's a still different there. pressure for sure we're gonna wait a bit. <laughs> we yeah, we get the hong from the train. <laughs> I think it affects me really more because I was not used to deal with this pressure. You know, uh, I'm dealing with this pressure since I think I'm doing good result, like my first last year. Mm. Like when you start to do some top twenty, top ten you start to to be in the mix mm. if I say well and uh, just before I was just a random rider so I didn't have any pressure mm. the only pressure I have is for myself mm. you know and uh, when you start to do good results you want to do more you want to do better and it starts from there I think 
So that's where you think the, the and, pressure uh, is to speak about the French world, uh, the world champion Leger, I was not ready to all this pressure, you know, because it was a big week and I was not prepared for that. So I tried my best with all the tools, all the tools I have to deal with that, but it was hard. And I think like Laurie Camori and Loris, maybe um, they have the habit to deal with this pressure because they already won a World Cup. They already uh, um, they already was the last man down the hill, mm. and I think you, you get used to it. Yeah. yeah, you get used to it. Yeah, I get what you mean. It all just takes time and yeah to go through it. And like you said before, like with trying to find the balance. You, it's not quick. You can't do it quickly. It's slowly because you got to do the race. You got to work yeah. out. You might do the wrong thing. You go to the next race. You change. Oh, that's the right thing. And then you. Yeah. yeah it's always changing. And uh, yeah, it's difficult to change uh, quickly because you have to stay focused to be ready physically. You have to to be at the race. So it's. It's busy during the summer. Mm. During the summer, it's bu- it, you are all the week busy. Don't you don't have plenty of uh, free time, so you have to use it really good. And uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a good way to if you use really well your free time. I think you are really well during the race week because you done your normal life you mm. see your friend extra extra mm. and when you go to the race your full focus it's business mm. I'm here to do well well even just before like we went to lunch and we just drove up the valley and just went and had lunch at a different place and it's nice to not just yeah, be yeah. like in the pit it's li- it's like in the a, same yeah. world it's just little thing, but if you take time to think about that and make some change, the, some little change can make a big difference, I think, on the, on the race week. So, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> the yeah. restaurant was not good, but uh, <laughs> the drive was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but the, like, I think a lot of people look at what we do and they say oh you're in Italy you're exploring and adventuring and you're seeing all these new places when in reality we come and stay at the same hotel we go to the same car park we hang out in the same pits we we race the same track we go to the next car like it's yeah it's it's very and then to try and change anything is hard because of you've got to recover you've got to get massage you've got to look at GoPros like it's hard to step out of that world yeah a race week Whatever you wear, like if you are in Italy, in uh, Canada, in uh, Scotland, you do the same thing. You're not in the same bed, you're not in the same track, but you do the same thing. Mm. You hit, you rest, you try to 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 ride fast. <laughs> you ride fast, <laughs> and that's it. And sometimes you have a little some free time during the transfer but it's not a lot so I think it's not uh, because you are 
all around the world, you are in holiday and you see crazy stuff. We just see the same stuff each year. You agree? Yeah, a lot of the time. That's why I always like going to new places. Like even I went and raced in Enduro a couple of years ago in Val de Fassa. Yeah. And it's just nice to go somewhere new. Yeah. Like I raced that race because I wanted to go somewhere new, not so much I wanted to race Enduro. But like I've been coming to he here for 11 years. Same place. <laughs> and the track's pretty similar. <laughs> like there's a few changes here and there, but... Like it's, it get, yes. yeah, and you ha like I hate complaining or being like poor me, but there's certain things that could just be done, like to go to new venues and stuff, and it make like it does make a big difference mm. when you go to a new track. There's new motivation, there's new excitement, there's new things, and yeah, it's tricky. But I was gonna ask what, like, what <coughs> going into this year, obviously we've been at a few races, but what would be your goal? this year not just like results but just with racing in general um, I was super curious about the new format honestly mm. that's why that's uh, not the big part of the of the thing but yeah I was really enthusiastic to come to the first race to see how it goes honestly and um Even if I prep myself to this change, um, I feel like it was a lot different, honestly. Mm. First of all, on the, the, the track, they tried to make super easy track, super fast, uh, super tight time. And um, Do you yeah, think it's I, getting too fast? Uh, for me, yeah, for sure. Because... Honestly, I speak uh, about the first uh, race with my hometown friend who watched the race on the screen. And they say to me, it's not super spectacular because it's the same. It's flat out, but they didn't realize it's flat out, honestly, because they don't know really well what it's done in. Yeah. But it's not a big war garden. It's not uh, super tricky. Uh, nobody do mistakes. So they just look some rider uh, down a track, but they didn't feel the difference between the first and the 10, you know? Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, same line, uh, no option. And I think, yeah, I think it's the way they want to go, but I'm not sure uh, it's a good way, honestly. Yeah. I agree, I totally agree with that. And I think, I know, it's nice because obviously you've been doing well, you've been getting in the top 20 consistently. And because a lot of people, like I've been saying, I think the track's getting too fast, but I haven't been doing that well. So people say, oh, you don't like it because you're not doing well. But I'm going to talk to like Andreas Kobe soon, and I'm sure he'll feel this, like all the riders, oh, I think, sure. feel the same way. Yeah. And how's obviously the semi-final and the final on the same day how much more mentally draining is that honestly mentally is super hard but it's the on, only thing I quite like because you wake up for race day and you know as soon as you start to train and to do the training um, you're busy until then you know uh, it's like not like before you 
train and you have a big time to rest, prep your run and do a one shot. It's like now you train, you have to be quickly ready for semi and you don't have time to get stressed a lot, you know? It's like you're a bit in the rush. So I quite like this because you didn't have time to think and uh, for me it's good. Uh, the worst I think is when you come from the semi and you're done in the final. Uh, you feel super tired mm. and you know you have to do the run <laughs> because it's now the business time. Yeah. And um, I was honestly I was thinking this winter when I think about this new format, uh, us rider will do two two run um, flat out and didn't make a big change on the timing, you know. And I'm a bit not shocked but impressed by the top guys who arrive to do a semi-final at 100% mm -hmm. and again in final uh, beat the time by three seconds you know yeah. and uh, I feel like when you are in the final now um, it's like when how to, it's hard to explain but it's interesting um, the level is like kind of the same for everyone in the final, you know. At the semi, the top guys are really um, faster. Mm. And when you arrive in the final, when you see the 25 guy, uh, rider, the gap is not so much. There's nothing. I think you have the limit of the track, you know, like you can go faster on this track. And on the curry, the field is like that. On the semi, is like that, and at the end, the top rider can be faster, but the other one start to be closer than the faster. Yeah, and it makes the race even closer, you know, mm. in timing. And yeah, you can be super proud of your run, and uh, if you are in the wrong side of the second, you you're just <laughs> almost the last of the final. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's funny you say that, because at Leo Gang, you were twenty or oh, 19? 18? 20. 20? Yeah. And you, Benoit, Troy Brosnan, all said they had really, so, um, really good runs. Yeah, man. And they were all, like, not far back, like, one second would have put them 10 positions. Yeah. But, like, Benoit said and Troy said they thought that was a winning run, and they get 10th, 11th. And yeah. you said you had your best run 20th. And honestly, mentally, it's super hard. <laughs> it's super hard because when you give everything and you you did everything you want you're proud of you you know mm. and you in the finish line you take a a, a look to the result fuck but it is what it is and I think um, in Leogang it was like this mm. and uh We'll see the rest of the season, but I think it will not be the same at the same race, you know? Do you think it's going to be hard to, if the tracks keep turning like this into just really fast, tight times, do you think there'll be more accidents? Do you think there'll be, like, more... I can't wait, to, honestly, to see at the end of the year to mm. make a proper 
feedback, you know? To say, yeah. Uh, because for now, honestly, uh, for my feeling, I've, I think there is less um, problem on finals than last year. Like, mm. in Liogang, I think on 30 riders, mm. there is uh, 28, 27 who ride normal, like no mistake, no crash, mm. you know? Mm. And uh, last year, you were, sometimes you have one or two guys from the top 10, top 15 who crash, you mm. know? And this year, everyone is on. Is on and is at the bottom, you yeah. know? So. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell. But for sure, if you crash this year, the speed. you are more exposed because you are 10 kilometers faster. Yeah. Because that's what even Pat was saying at uh, Leo Gang, the average speed compared to last year was six kilometers faster. It's... Over the whole track. It's... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's, six kilometers, it's a lot. It's a lot. All right, we'll finish it up. So we can go chill, go ride the Suron. Because you want to, before we go, because you have the Suron. Yeah. And you're going to be... Wait for the train to pass. We'll get another honk. I'm picking it in 20... 2028. Yeah. Dylan DeCoco, Suron World Champion. Oh, man. It can be possible, honestly. I'm waiting the contract of Suron. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect no, cross. It's a joke. <laughs> it's, a joke. it's the perfect yeah, cross, though. Mountain bike, moto, yeah. in the middle. I'm not fat. I just have to lose... Five kilo, and I will be really competitive with the Suron. <laughs> Perfect. So that's the goal. Twenty twenty eight world champion on the yeah. Suron. If you know, if you, yeah, if you in, Australia. in Australia, in Australia, on the Gold Coast, on the Gold Coast. Perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll pack it. We'll finish it up. But I ask these questions at the end of every interview, and I've got to get you to ask a question as well. But the first one is: if you could go back in your life and change something. What would that be? Can you think of something uh, you would change? Honestly, nothing. Because yeah. you grow, you grow up with all the experience you made, and uh, I think uh, I had not a normal way to be professional because I I was used to be truck driver, but. It is what it is. Uh, I, it is my way to be there, so I'm happy with that. And uh, I, I don't know what the future will bring me. Mm. So I'm just enjoying the moment and uh, try to ride my bike fast. And that's all for now. And that's good. Yeah. Okay. Second one. What are you scared of? Uh, scared of. Plenty of things. I'm uh, in français. On dit, je suis peureux. <laughs> you will translate this. <laughs> no, scared about mm, speaking English on a podcast. <laughs> not now because I learn English with you, so you you know. <laughs> But yeah, being, I'm a bit scared to speak English with. Uh, with proper English native guys in the World Cup, you know. Really? Uh, 
at the beginning, now it's getting better. Yeah, it's but easy. sometimes it's super hard to understand and it's hard to be to feel easy, you yeah, know, confident, and yeah. uh, confident. And I don't, I don't want to to be the French guy who didn't speak English and it's not fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I try hard, but it's sometimes. Not- It's not fair though because I don't speak French, so it's not. Yeah, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, I have to speak English, and uh, that's uh, that's it. Yeah, that's so that's not fair though. And the last one, when you when you are no longer here, how do you want people to remember you? How do you want to be remembered? Oh, can you explain it again? I didn't. Understand. So just say when when you've passed away, when you're old and yeah, you're gone. How do you want people to remember Dylan Levesque? How do you want them to see you? you... Uh, Dylan De Coco was a pretty good downhill rider, <laughs> and it was uh, a good guy, yeah. easy guy, easy chilled guy, and uh, yeah, just want to leave my mark of uh, what I am. So easy, just. Happy to do what uh, I'm doing now, and and that's it, I think. Eh? Perfect. That's good. No one. more. No, that's good. Simple. Yeah. And the last uh, one is, you don't have to answer it right now. You can if you want, but if you want to think about it, you can think about it. But the next guest I have on, you've got to ask them a question. What would it be? If you want, to, and we don't know who it is. It could be anyone. Uh. Most likely, it'll probably be a mountain bike rider, but I don't know. It could be anyone. If you can't think of one now, doesn't matter. We can mm. you can just tell me after, and I'll write it down, and then I'll ask. Oh, actually, I've got to ask you. This is the last question because this was the last guest. If you could do any job in the world, any job doesn't matter about money. Yeah. What would it be? Suron racer. Actually, ah. I don't know. I I love doing everything honestly. Mm. Like working in the bar, working uh, in the ski resort, working uh, in my hometown, driving a truck, riding a bike. I'm flexible. You like to be different. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you just do a bit of everything. Jack yeah, of all yeah, trades. Yeah, I think. When I will be retired, I will do a bit of everything. Perfect. Not a normal job because I'm not a proper normal guy. Perfect. I like I like that. <laughs> all right. You don't have to think of a question now. You can think of one that you can tell mm, me. Yeah, I think. It... Yeah. All right. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Mikonos. We're all done. Thank you, guys. See you on the other side. Don't forget like, subscribe, all that good stuff, and look out for Dylan on the World Cups. He's gonna be coming in hot, trying to handle the black snake. 16 at the overall, eh? And the lucky got, 16. And he's got lucky 16 overall. He doesn't have the plate though. You need the plate. Maybe yeah, we'll stick. You got the, you got the vibe. You got the energy. Yeah. You got the 16 energy. I think so. All right. It's good things. All right. Let's go. Thank you, Dylan Coco. Oh, I gotta press. I have to poo. Thank you, guys. See you on the other side.